0: Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Reddy & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host.
1: Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. We um New NPC has been conducting zoom and conference calls from 2011 to right now. If you have any questions, please raise your hand. If you're a newcomer, you have to show your face and you have to let us know you'll be given uh, you will be given a promotion over the rest of the people uh, just let Gayatri know
2: Ajit Ah
3: oh, hi Rahul. Oh. Thank you for giving the opportunity. Uh, my question is, my, uh, my parents are here for almost 10 months now. And uh, uh, I want to extend them to stay uh, for three more months after December. Is this possible?
1: Um, they're here How many? from how long, you said? 10 months. Oh, I would not recommend because unless that's the only time then because next time when they try to come back, they may not be allowed to come back. Okay. Because remember, visiting visa is only for them to stay in
3: India and visit United States, not otherwise around. Okay. So it would be recommended to go back before December, which is basically 12 months, right? Absolutely, sir. Uh, and one last question. Uh if I apply like uh, uh, for green card for them, uh, how long does it take? What to are, you a US
1: citizen? are
3: you a US citizen? Yes. Yeah, you can
1: apply for the green card. It will take about two years for them to get the green card, but in about one year or so, they will get a, a, a advanced parole that will allow them to travel.
3: Okay. So it is recommended that uh, uh, to apply now or when they come back to US in the next now. year? Now.
1: Now, it will be better to do it right now.
3: Now, okay. And you're then, and then
1: even, even if the visiting visa expires though, they can stay in United States, not a problem. If you're interested and you can contact us at info at rnlogdom.com if you want our help, okay? Okay, definitely so. Okay. Thank you. That's it.
2: Uh,
4: hi, Rahul. Um, yes, sir. My wife is in H4 uh, now and uh, currently her extension is in progress. Mm -hmm. Uh, And meanwhile, she got an offer from a different employer and she already has a H1 previously and they're doing a change of status to H1 now. Can she do the change of status to H1 while her H4
1: is pending? When is her I-94 expired or expiring?
4: Uh, Her I-94 expired on August uh, 7th
1: there is a chance that they may not approve the i90 uh, h1b with the i94 there's a 50-50 chance though some of the officers will approve it some of the officers will not approve it
4: okay um i mean she already has the 797c can can she send that and no? she has to send that of course if, yeah. if she
1: doesn't send it they won't at all approve there's no 50-50 chance it's zero chance yeah. Only if you send 797 receipt notice, mm-hmm. then she has fifty-fifty chance. Okay. 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 Next person, please. Arsha. <laughs> thanks for the opportunity. Uh, uh, I'm getting disturbance from your uh, from your phone, sir. Gayatri, can you listen to him?
2: No Rahul. Neha? Hey Rahul, thank you for giving the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm currently on H4 in US. Uh, I came here in May and my H1 was picked up in lottery and it just got approved. So Mm -hmm. it was filed with change of status. I have filed for EAD also but I'm not sure when it is going to come so the project for which my H1 was filed there's no position in that right now and my employer says that I have to find the project within next two weeks if Mm -hmm. not I will I mean right now I'm on leave without pay so they won't be able to continue with my leave and I'll have to leave the company so I have two questions What happens to my H-1B if I find another employer? um, Will I be able to transfer H-1B? And is it time sensitive that it has to be done October 1
1: or it can be done later? Technically speaking about, you are allowed to be unemployed for a period of 60 days. After your initial, after uh, after you stop working for the company, you're allowed to have 60 days of unemployment period. The only problem that pops up is that um, are you working with that company until recently though? So I was working in in India. So I
2: came on leave without paying me. So since then, till then I was working from India.
1: Yeah. So they they make question whether or not this particular company has a genuine job opportunity or they filed a fake H1B. That's a problem that we normally face.
2: So the H-1B is already approved. It's just that the current company just filed for it does not have a position.
1: They can still revoke it if they found out there is something wrong with this application. And they can still find as if that there is something wrong because you are changing the job immediately after getting the H-1B, even before you got the H-1B. So that's a problem There, you may want to consult a lawyer on that. But technically speaking about, you have 60 days to move to a different company.
2: So even without H1 has been activated?
1: H1 will be activated automatically on October 1st. So unless what they withdraw
2: will my status be on October, 1st, which
1: on October like... 1st? On October 1st, you will be on H1B status, not on H4. Oh. Okay. You can, you can move to H4 if you want to, but you'll have to go outside the country and come back in.
2: So, but I won't have any pay stubs actually. So since I'm not working, I won't have any pay stubs. You still um,
1: are allowed for a three-day period to n- be unemployed on a B visa. Okay, next question. Okay,
2: and so one, one last question. So uh, do I need to, um, re- re- I mean, pull back my EAD, which has been filed? Or...
1: No, it, don't we- pull back though, because if you want to switch back to the H-4, you may need that EAD.
2: Okay, so if I need to stay on H4, I'll have to go out, out of country and come back.
1: You can go to Mexico, have a Margarita, come back and move to H4. Next person, please.
2: Thank you.
4: Uh, hi, Kiran. Hi, Rahul. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Uh, I'm a newcomer. I'm very new to this. So basically, uh, uh, I'm right now on my F1 visa. Uh, I have my STEM but my H1 got picked uh, in the second lottery. Uh, Package is not sent yet. My uh, employer is working on it. So, but the thing is like, I have to travel to India uh, next month ending.
0: Maybe after that. Oh, come on. Uh,
4: So my employer has suggested me to go for a office. Is that really worth it? I mean, uh, will there be any issues for that?
1: I can't help people if they don't want to get their H-1Bs and work in the United States, though. And if their importance is to go to India, I'm an immigration lawyer to the United States, not to India, though. So I would strongly suggest you drop the idea of traveling, though. Okay. Technically, you're not counter toward the H-1B. If... If... Technically, you're not counted towards the H-1B if you have no H-1B with the I-94. So even if you go to the consular processing, that H-1B is not, you're not technically counted towards the number. So for the counting to the number, once you come back, you have to get the H-1B stamp. uh, You have to file the H-1B transfer again. That's one thing you can do It. Second thing you can do is that you have to get the stamping, which you have a travel ban right I'm assuming yeah. you don't have kids who are born in U.S. citizen. So this is, no. I don't know how to say. I mean, the only reason why you're living is to make immigration lawyers money. But that's not how I am designed to train people. Okay. Next person, please. Yeah, thank you. Abu Bakr?
5: Uh, Hi, Uh, thanks Rahul for taking my call. Actually, I I talked with you earlier, like a a week ago. So at that time, uh, I talked about uh, my mother passed away in India and uh, I wanted to travel to India, uh, but uh, my successor of interest of I-140 was not approved. So yesterday Mm -hmm. it got approved and uh, I have that uh, emergency advance parole approved also, which is valid Mm -hmm. uh, until 3rd of November. So Mm -hmm. I believe I need to apply for NIE in India to get back to US. Correct, right?
1: No, not exactly. Though you can actually come back um, if you want to stay 15 days outside the country.
5: Okay, so I can go to UAE
1: or because my sister lives in UAE. Yeah, you can go to if UAE allows you to stay in the country. Yeah, you can go to UAE and then you can come back after 15 days if you don't have US citizen children.
5: Okay. But still I can apply for NIE and then if it's rejected... Try.
1: You can try, but you need to plan around as if that it's going to be rejected. You can't wait around until until you go to the next, uh, uh, until you go to the end and then you get rejected. You can't go outside and then you will be nagarka nagarka. Oh, yeah. Okay? So, be careful so to, with these things. Yeah, you can yeah, go, I, but please plan, come, plan to come back before November 2nd, that means that you should travel somewhere in October 10th or 12th to, to outside the country.
5: Okay. Okay? But it is possible, right?
1: It is possible. Yeah. If you have an advanced role, you can come back. Absolutely not a problem. As long as you're willing to stay 15 days outside the country.
5: Okay. So, and then uh, my H1 petition is approved, which is valid 2030, but 2023, uh, December, uh, mm-hmm. but it is, it does not have a stamp visa. So is, will that be fine? Right.
1: Mm-hmm. You're coming Perfect. back in advance are yeah.
5: fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thanks. Rahul. Really appreciate your help.
1: Next person, please. Arsha. Hello. Ra- Hello, Rahul. My question is, I am with company B. My company A priority date was May 2015. And my company B did not file my perm yet. If I want to go with my company A, should they apply my perm uh, and uh, 140 and 485 or everything? He has withdrawn my previous 140. Yeah, they don't have, if if they have withdrawn your previous I-140, they don't have to file the perm. They just need to file an I-140 and 485, of course. And should I I, uh, get an H1 transfer and then uh, go there and get those two things done? That's up to them. That's up to them and to you. If they want you to join them on H-1B or they want to wait until the year is approved or green card is approved, that's up to them and you. Okay. Thank you so much, Rahul. Next person, please. Harsh.
6: Hi, Rahul. Thanks for taking my call. So uh, my question is like my wife uh, had uh, H-4 and H-1 applied a couple of years back together and uh, the H1 came first. Uh, So the uh, employer said that uh, if you you have to go some training for the project which is supposed to start on October 1st and her H1 came with the same I-94 which was for H4 but the H4 was ending 15 days before October 1st. So we couldn't leave the country and get stamp and come back because of the training sessions which he has scheduled. So now that two weeks time period will be considered out of status
1: for yeah, that will That is really considered out of status, yes.
6: Okay. So how you, do you we, can
1: you can you can apply for a B2 visa though for those okay. 15 days. Okay.
6: And then yeah, what it, it should be valid only for those two weeks?
1: Mm-hmm. It should only apply for those two weeks. Okay, okay, okay.
6: Okay. Thank you. Ashkenazar?
7: Yeah, Yeah, Hi, Uh, So my question is regarding um, uh, if a company A wants to sponsor the green card um, and they are uh, about to start the advertising process ahead of the perm, but if company A wants to offer the employer stock grants, would that become an issue uh, in the whole green card process? to the employer?
1: Wow. Yeah, it may become a problem because if they're offering you, see they have to give equal term to US workers, right? Mm -hmm. The theory of it is that if they are, let's say for example, they're offering you a $70,000 salary. So on the advertisement, they're telling it's $70,000 salary. But when it comes to you, the foreign national, they're giving you $70,000 $70, plus stock options. For the other guy, they're not giving the stock options. So sometimes that may become an issue though.
7: Is that, will that automatically raise an audit in the perm application?
1: If stock banks not- been asked- Except they may the, not come to know it all on that issue, though. But yeah, how do they come to know? Because that's not there in there. Right. But yeah, it may always pop up at a later time. Technically speaking, off that may be a violation for for the palm green card, though.
7: Is it a violation for the H one B?
1: Not for H one B. So, would there? A, that.
7: Uh, final question on this: Would there? Would it be recommended if, if stock grants is of interest, obviously, then would it, be, uh, would it be recommended to accept that after the perm process is over or it doesn't matter?
1: Uh, that's a tough question. No, it doesn't matter, though. Either way, the stock grant should not be there. That may hinder the green card opportunity, though. Even for the
7: I 485 or I 140. Yeah, be because
1: they, it, it may always be looked into it. Why did they give a stock option to the foreign national to you and not to me, the US worker? The other option that may be there is maybe that should be mentioned in the labor certification application that we are going to give the stock options.
7: And will that will will that create any issues if that is not audit no, or it, anything like no, that?
1: No, no, no. It will not create any issue, or audit, if that is mentioned in the labor certification. I don't see that as a problem. Got it.
7: Okay, as long no. as it is mentioned. But if it's not mentioned and it is offered later on, then that will be an issue.
1: That is right.
8: That is right. You're right. Next Thank person,
2: you.
8: please. Sam. Hi. Hi Rahul, thanks for the opportunity. Um, Hmm. I have uh, two very quick questions. Uh, The first one, uh, my project is ending on November 30th and this is a new development because the vendor is changing and my vendor got kicked out basically. And the client is a winery and my H1B is starting this October 1st. So I'm asking, is it advisable to travel to India for the stamping even after October Though, But is it advisable to travel to India for stamping if I get a chance meaning the slot, considering the NIE situation, specifically because I'm working for a winery.
1: Yeah, winery definitely doesn't come under the food. Yeah, I mean, I mean,
8: I mean, they actually have something called like emergency when the COVID situation started, but it was because what they're selling some, uh, some chaknas. Uh, I don't know what to say that, but yeah, they uh, manipulated that, but I don't know whether I can manipulate uh, the visa officer, right?
1: Uh, if I'm the visa officer, I'll grant you, but uh, uh, they won't. Yeah. I, uh, 90% of the time you'll get a rejection.
8: Yeah, so I'll take that as a no. And 221G, two, 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 basically, that's what you're saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, not rejection, but 221G, two, two, sorry. Yeah, uh, thank you. And the second question is, the client, as well as the new vendor that is taking over, both are actually willing to hire me as an FTE. But is there a uh, what I wanted to confirm from you is is there any number of pay of after October that is required before the change as per USCS rules? Because I'm hearing the like two or three months, but I don't know two or three. It's not
1: required. Even one or one or two pay one month is good enough. You don't have to wait for two or three months. Is it required for you to have a pay to change? Technically, it's not. It's just oh. the concept that there may be fraud involved in the entire aspect. That creates a doubt in the USCIS officials, though. That's the reason we are a bit worried about it. Otherwise, uh, but in such, just one pay stub is good enough for you.
8: Okay. And um, like even for goodwill, one or two, one or two, one month is enough, you're saying. Oh, anyway, right? that's more than enough.
1: One month is more than enough.
8: Okay. Perfect. All right. Thank you, all. That's all I had. Thank you so much.
9: Next person, please. Mahadevan. Hey Rahul, uh, thanks for the opportunity. I have a question related to the priority date. Uh, my priority date is December 2014 under EV2, and that mm-hmm. was with employer A. Mm-hmm. I changed my employer, started my perm again, and it's currently in the process of approval. So I haven't got my perm approved. I was hoping, like, uh, you know, to to file my I 140 in EV3, thinking like it will move on based on the September bulletin, but unfortunately, Yesterday it was like a shocking. Like it will retro back. The EB three will retro. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, what is the recommendations from you, Rahul? Whether should I go with EB three or should I file my I one fourteen EB two? Once my claim is approved, oh, you can do it in both. If in case if I have been given only one option because they have never they have not ah. done. My employer I'm not not given. I am interest. choosing, I'm choosing EB3,
1: I, I am choosing EB three,
9: but I may be wrong. In-
1: Okay, I may be wrong in it. Um, okay. I will uh, since the new visa bulletin came in. I will do one thing. Are you married? Yes, I am married. Give the task to your wife. Let her choose it. Okay, head stills, and whatever if she go
9: if it goes good, praise me.
1: If it goes wrong, we'll go to her.
9: Okay, and if there is an opportunity of filing EB two and EB three, should I go? Uh, go should for sir? it. Go for it. It's worth yeah. the money. That's Every okay. penny is worth. Okay,
3: thanks for, for the recommendation. Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, hi, Rahul. My current priority date is EB2 May 2015. Uh, before September 20, uh, before the September bulletin, I was thinking to file uh, uh, EB3 with another yeah. employer, like he was trying to file my firm. With the current bulletin out there, is it still worth filing for EB3 firm if my is May? 2015? I would. I would. Okay. Because I would like
1: to have. I would like to have both the options. I don't care how much it costs. I want to get rid of the, the immigration. Yeah. If it's not about the cost, have it.
3: Because it looks like it's not going to be in the game. Right?
1: It may. It, it may. May not.
3: If it's not about cost, having two options is good. Okay. The second question I have is, uh, my mom uh, is here for six months, and we applied for another six months extension. So, can she come back after six months again, uh, or can I would she recommend had... at least at least to stay one year before she comes back. Okay, if she's only staying here for six months, can then she come back after next six months? Yeah, that looks okay. reasonable. Okay, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Fani. Yeah, th-
10: thanks for the opportunity, I, Rahul. Like uh, my name is Fani. I have a question about the budget reconciliation bill. Concerning with my profile. Maybe it's too early to ask question on this bill. But, like, you know, my situation demanding. I have approved 140 with my uh, current employer. I'm going to, uh, like, you know, join a new company next week. So, if, uh, like, you know, everything goes well with great optimistic mind, I'm asking this question. If this bill passes, right, so the eligibility to apply 485 with my current 140 future company have to apply green card process like you know, perm and 140 right so how that works like you know with the future company they have to apply uh, perm and 140 and that has to mm-hmm. be approved and plus 2 years mm-hmm. then i have to apply for 485 if everything
1: ah good question good question I have it right in front of me. Uh, The good news is it just passed the Senate Judiciary Committee, though. Great. Uh, Sorry, House Judiciary Committee.
10: So there is high chances we will hear the good news.
1: Uh, Please, everybody who is in the conference call, guys, um, you know, if you want your green card, we need this bill to be passed, guys. So... uh, we need this bill to be passed. I mean, you all, at least 90% of the people will not show up into our conference call um, (laughs) because you will all be getting the green cards if this bill is passed. Uh, It says uh, says only prior to dates, though. I'll read it. The beneficiary of approved petition under subparagraph H of section that bears the priority date that is more than two years before the date alien alien requests a waiver of numerical limitation. Oh. So technically, your good question, the question answer to it is that no it doesn't require that your new company must have had the I-140 approval for more than two years. Your priority date has to be more than two years.
10: Okay, that means my new company, if they apply uh, PERM and eventually 140, so they right. consider priority date of the back company. I mean,
1: correct that company. is right. You, you know the rule, how the priority date is retained. I don't have to explain it to you. Yeah, yeah. right six months after that. Okay. Okay, got it. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Rahul.
2: Satish?
4: Hello. Hello, Akul. Thanks for the opportunity. I appreciate all you do. Uh, My priority date is December 2013 EB2 with company A. And uh, company A acquired company B. And I saw another opportunity come up and the tax track was good. So I moved to company B. Um, Assuming it's the same company, but it it turns out that they have separate tax IDs. So I have to file... Uh, H1B transfer and stuff, and then st- start my green card process also. So I, we just f- applied for the perm in July and just waiting for my perm to be approved and then uh, file on 48 and everything. So my question is, um, now that the EB3 stuff is retrogressing, uh, is there any uh, anything that I can do with my prior company A, uh, i 14 and use that uh, and file a downgrade and take advantage of-
1: so, so, so the prior company is acquired by a new company?
4: Okay. Uh, prior company acquired by current company B, uh, but they do have two separate tax IDs. It's running as- uh, Do you know if the
1: company B, the prior company, let's call it this company A, mm-hmm. the new company, let's call it as company B. Do you yep. know if this new company falls into something called a successor of interest, you know what that is. And since you filed an amendment that creates a doubt in me if it falls into successor of interest or not.
4: Yeah, I have. I don't think so because the attorneys may filed a separate H-1B transfer. It's, it's in a different if company.
1: If it doesn't fall under the mm-hmm. successor of interest, you will have to file a fresh labor certification or move back to the company if it still exists. Yeah. Okay. All righty. Okay. Thanks, Sorry, buddy. guys. I have another conference call, but I'll go through these questions. I have an aging out kit The AB2 is current. We are planning to file additional. Our perm is pending and our EB3 is current. If we apply in reverse, can we change to EB3 in future? Um, it's a very tough question, though. But one thing I can tell you at this point of time, sir, if your final action date is current and your I-140 is approved, lock your age, lock your kid's age right now. That is the most important thing. File a and lock, lock your age and then consult a lawyer later on what to do at a, at a later point. Because for me, locking the age of the kid is more important than anybody else. Uh, pe- people can leave the messages in the, uh, in the uh, chat, guys. I'll try to um, estimate your time of retriggers of final action dates. We don't know, maybe it may be six months, it may be one year, depending on how many they are going to waste this year. Um, we will come to know how many we will come, they wasted this year somewhere in November month. Um, uh, EB2 priority date current in September onwards. Um, anybody whose priority date is current, and if you want to use our services to file the 485, please um, drop an email to info at rnloggroup.com. We are going to give you another conference call, which is going to be conducted right now. So if your prior date is current, drop an email to info at rnloggroup.com. Can I submit the premium processing request medicals? We don't recommend that because that goes to a different office, but Gayatri has given details with regards to the premium process uh, on the medical supplement guys. I'm applying to the family-based green cards. Currently EAD applied in California. Moving to Missouri. So yes, you have to do the AR11. Uh, will the processing change in Nebraska? No, it may not be that easy to change to Nebraska. Just you're moving to uh, Missouri that comes out of Nebraska. Uh, priority date is current. Uh, they are not moving anything. There's not much you can do about it, uh, Mr. Hamad. There's not much you can do about it. If the priority date is current, uh, they're not acting on it. There's not much you can do. Uh, Thank you guys for coming. The next conference call will be tomorrow. That will be at 3.30. I will give you extra time. But right now I have another conference call that I need to attend, guys. But if anybody wants to use our services for filing the 485, please drop an email at info at (laughs) rnloggroup.com.